Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you so much for tuning in again. As usual, I'm so grateful for you and all your love and support. Uh, we're trending on Apple and Google Podcasts because of you, not because uh, of me. <laughs> it's because you guys are sharing these uh, amazing stories from these amazing people. And today's going to be no different. Today, we're joined by Kalani Michelle. Kalani, thank you for joining us. Todd, thanks for having me. I'm you excited bet. to be here. Oh, I'm so pumped to have you on. And, and what a cool name. We were just talking about like, I really love your name. I think it's so neat. Thanks. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's cool or my parents were just trying to make <laughs> life difficult because 98% of people cannot pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. And, and the listeners will attest, I usually mess up names. And this one I got right. Yeah, so, you get, you get like extra kudo points I, yeah, for I this a, one. I get kudos, yeah. <laughs> well, um, before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Wasatch Recovery, Siegfried & Jensen, Living Recovery uh, Interventions, First Digital, Mountain West Spine and Orthopedics, Thread Wallets, and the music you hear at the beginning, at the end of this podcast is by my good friend Paul Cardall. He's a, an award-winning pianist. He's amazing. And so, yeah. I'm just teamed up with some amazing people, and uh, that's why we're doing so well. So I'm so grateful for that. So a little bit about Kalani. She is the go-to personal branding expert and founder of Brandstorm, a personal branding agency. She's an international speaker, serial entrepreneur, philanthropist, event host, and internationally recognized authority on personal branding, which we're also, she also does marketing and branding for companies for company brands, right? yep. for company brands um, she has built north noteworthy brands for clients who make less than six figures to those that are making multi-millions and have been you've been featured and seen on forbes entrepreneur inc entrepreneurs on fire with jld nasdaq dr phil tuesdays with troy and many many more uh, your mission is to help a million people and probably companies as well build authority increase revenue and impact millions by transforming their personal brands. Uh, you're a very impressive person, honestly. Um, I love what you're doing. And I'm just grateful that we get to sit down and chat for a minute. I'm grateful to be here, Todd. <laughs> I'm grateful for what you're doing, too, and all the oh. lives that you're touching. Oh, thank you. This work you. is needed. Yeah, thank you. That means a lot. And uh, I'm just, yeah. I've, I mean, do you ever pinch yourself like, man, I don't get to do what I love to do? Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it's almost like, how do I do all the things? I don't even yeah. know sometimes. I'm, at the end of the week, I'm like, how did I accomplish all that? <laughs> Right. Right. Not just me, but like my team obviously helps me with it. But yeah, it's just like, yeah. we just get to be us and we, and people just get to love us for us being us. And then we get to touch lives by just being ourselves and doing what we love to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I get to come and sit here with you right now. I don't have to sit behind a computer typing away all day. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. I feel the same way. And you know, you're doing a lot of amazing things with your, your with your company and I can't wait to talk more about that. And obviously people who know, you know, know you your background but i want to for our listeners who may not know you learn more about you so my, why don't we start with where did you grow up and maybe a little bit about your family okay we're okay. gonna go deep are you ready yes, for this let's go okay yes okay so i grew up in california i lived there until i was 23 but um growing up grew up like super poor like trailer trash um it was Ugh. just uh the 
it wasn't the best environment. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of like physical abuse. There was a lot of like emotional abuse. We had no money. We were on oh, food wow. stamps. Um, I just, um, I, I just don't think my parents necessarily had all the tools, right? Like my generation has way more tools available to us at this point. Right. Mental health yeah. wasn't focused on back then or even emotional intelligence wasn't focused on back then. I think, you know, our, our, at least for my parents, they were doing yeah. the best they could with the tools that they had. And so, yeah. um, it was it was it was an interesting environment growing up to say the least. Uh, when I was thirteen, uh, my dad uh, was he, he passed away from a heart attack, so that was oh, suddenly. Yeah. And then after that, my mom had to go back to work, and so I really, uh, not only did I lose my dad, but in a sense, I lost my mom too because right. I never really saw her, and I was just entering my teenage years, so I just wanted to play with friends and all that oh, kind yeah, of stuff. Right. So, um, did that just did the whole teenage little, uh, like kind of like a little bit of rebel stage, if you will, right after my dad passed. I, I won't say I, it wasn't too, too bad, but it was a little bit rebellious. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and when you resent a situation, cause it had to have been very difficult to lose your dad at such a young age, it, people would understand, well, yeah, no wonder she rebelled. Even if it was just a little bit, mm -hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just, when your whole world is tossed upside down, but then you don't even have the mentors, the guidance, you have literally nothing to say, this is the direction that you should be going right. in. Yeah. And it was just me trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out on <laughs> your own. That's really what it was. Yeah. Um, so when I was 15, my mom got remarried and, um, a couple months later, so when I had turned 16, I had uh, come home one night um, with a girlfriend and um, it was like a Friday or Saturday night or something. And my stepdad um, was intoxicated. I don't, I'm not quite sure what he w was on, but he was intoxicated yeah. and um, he ended up threatening me and my best friend and we hid like in the closet. Oh, man. And then the next morning I called wow. this uh, Christian family who I've known since I was five. I grew up with all their girls. One of their girls was my age. And, um, and I called the mom who's literally like my second mom. And I had kind of told her what happened and she came and she picked me up. So I moved out that summer and I lived with them and they, they showed me what love was. Yeah. And I also remember around that same time in my life laying there as, as a teenager thinking like, how, like, what is life? Like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Like yeah. I have, I literally have nothing, but not only that, like I, I have no one to show me where to go and what to be doing. Like I, in, in a yeah, sense. Right. Yeah. And so I remember, um, I, it was, I believe I was 15 at the time. And I, when I was laying in bed and I, I just remember making a commitment to myself that I was going to change my life at 15, at 15 years old. Cause when you like yeah. Todd growing up, I never had friends over. I was always too embarrassed. Mm. And because we, of the poor situation yes, you yes, found yourself yes. in. Okay. Yeah. And, and then not only that, we, I really didn't spend time with friends on the weekends because my parents, it, it just wasn't common. It's not that they wouldn't allow us to, it's just that mm -hmm. it wasn't common. Like we had so many cousins nearby that we always just played with the family on the weekends and things. And so I never really spent much, a lot of time with other people like outside of school and sports. Right. And, um, 
And then, so when I was, that happened when I was like 15, 16, and I finished up high school, I really dedicated myself to school. I got good grades. I think I graduated with like a, maybe a 3.7 GPA or something like that and um, applied to universities and um, got into some. And so what I did is I moved when I was 18, I moved away and I moved about an hour, probably about an hour and a half away and so moved there just on my own got my own apartment paid my own bills all the things and so I started school that August so just a couple months after I graduated and um when I was going to school though I literally had to commute an hour one way to the university I was taking a full-time load (laughs) I also was working 35 to 55 hours per week because I didn't want student loans. I really didn't like party or have that typical college life at all. It was school Monday to Thursday and then work typically Thursday night to Sunday Man. night. And so wow. I just I just worked. I just hustled and I just did because my desire for change was greater than my desire to stay the same. Wow. And to have that realization at 15, that's pretty, I mean, it's rare for anyone, honestly, to have that kind of realization, but at 15, Mm -hmm. but again, your circumstances were probably weighing on you so Mm -hmm. much. You're like, I don't want this. Yeah. This is not how I want to see myself, Mm -hmm. right? This is not the life I want to live. Like why? And in hindsight, I really should have been a statistic. If I look back to where I grew up, even, you know, some of my, um, some of the other students at the time, like they turned out to be statistics and I, yeah. I didn't. And I, I just, I think I was the first one in my graduating class to get my master's degree. I think mm-hmm. there might be one or two more. Granted, there were like 83 people in my graduating class. <laughs> so right. it's not like there were thousands or hundreds. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and but so, still. uh, when I was, so I, from 18 to 19 and a half, I dated a gentleman and he was killed in a car accident. Oh so, goodness. and then eight months later I met my ex-husband, but so I will say from, I don't know, let's just say from when I was born or right. a toddler yeah. to basically like 19 and a half, like there, I had quite a few hurdles to overcome and trauma to get through. Um, but all I knew taught it, this is the craziest thing. And I was talking to one of my friends about this recently. And I said, how in the world did me of all people have the tenacity to continue to overcome despite this obstacle and that yeah. obstacle and this one and yeah. where most people would give up or they would turn to substances or they would turn to different addictions or whatever it is. And I was talking to one of my friends, this was earlier this year. And he said, he said, Kalani, um, the reason why you've been able to c- overcome all of this is because you have a gift mm-hmm. and him saying that even though it, you know, was, was this year, yeah. it really has made me um, focus even more so on giving yeah. back and helping people and yeah. having more empathy because I'm like, if, if I am able to do this and I'm not the only one, you know, I'm sure, sure there's millions of us with this gift, sure. but nonetheless, I'm like, if I'm gifted this ability to, to persevere, to overcome, to lead and to love people, then I have to share it. Like I can't be selfish and keep this to myself. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And I would agree. And I would also add maybe, you know, I, I, as I'm hearing just, I know a brief part of your story, I always tell my clients life happens for us. You may not see it as you're going through it. I mean, you went through a lot as a kid, mm-hmm. really tough times and really difficult situations. But yet, um, I always say this too, like adversity is the wake up call to your greatness. It was, it was like all these challenges was waking you up to that gift, mm-hmm. that greatness or whatever, you, however you want to say it. 
but uh, and here you are, right? Um, and again, for you to, ha- it just blows my mind though to have that realization or that awareness at 15. Mm-hmm. Did you tell anyone about it? Like, did you do, was that just an internal thing and you just kind of kept it to yourself or did you go, guys, and you share it with people or what Everybody you do? sit down, sit let, down. Me, let me tell you about I this got gift something. I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not, not, not even the gift, no, meaning, did you like, I want to change my life. I'm going to do something different. That's what I meant is, I, did you I don't even that? know. I don't even think I told people. I just, I just did. I just took yeah, action. Just That's all it, it was. Okay. And the, the proof is in the pudding, right? Exactly. Like where people, they were able to see that were friends that I had, let's just say in high school, um, I'm still friends with them. I mean, just like we're kind yeah. of friends with our high school, right. some, some of them, yeah. but it's just that I was so determined to work hard to create a different life for myself that they they just they just saw that so it wasn't even that I had to tell them they just saw me working my butt off to to do those things and and so no I never really did but I I had a couple of um I had a couple of people that helped to guide me and even Mm -hmm. if they weren't necessarily trying to mentor me right in a sense um the family that I had told you about they showed me what love was Mm. where, um, growing up, I never felt loved. And it's not that my parents didn't love me. I just either a, they didn't know how to show it, especially let's just say my mom, or they didn't show it in the way that I, that I preferred to receive it. it, Right. And so I don't know what, what the answer is there. And, um, so they showed me love. And then when I, was had almost graduated high school. I was blessed with a really, really, really good serving job at a fine dining restaurant. Mm. And I worked there all throughout my undergrad. And that's how I was able to pay for like my apartment, pay for my car, pay for my <laughs> tuition. I was yeah. literally able to pay for everything because of this job that I, that I had gotten. And um, there were some patrons that would come in on a regular basis. And I got to know them because I always worked there every Thursday, Friday night, usually a yeah. double shift on Saturday and double shift on Sunday. <laughs> and so I got to know them really well. And, yeah. I, and I was very open about like my story and, and yeah. stuff and um these the the individuals that would come in um the to the restaurant they if gr- growing up money money was bad money didn't grow on trees rich people were bad right. rich people were greedy you know yeah, all, all those stories for sure, yeah. and they showed me that um they didn't just tell me like they showed me that like money is great money can do great things if yeah. you if if it's in the hands of the right person, sure, right? Sure. Um, that rich people aren't greedy. And these affluent individuals that would come in, they they like loved me and they cared about me and they asked about my life and they asked about school. And um, when my ex-boyfriend had died, I ha- we had both worked at that same restaurant. Mm. Um, some of them had known that we had we were together yeah. and like just like the amount of love and support that they gave me, it just like they were all mentors in a sense, even yeah. though one wasn't necessarily directly my mentor. Like some of them were invited to my wedding, to oh, my high, man. to my college graduation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so they just, they, and they would give me advice on things or advice on school and advice yeah. on money. And awesome. I just, I just absorbed the information because I was like, these, this is more of the life that I want to live where I can't afford the things that I want to do, but I can also afford to be able to give back to other people um, in, in ways that maybe weren't necessarily like bestowed on upon me when I was yeah. younger, but people did give to me. Um, but in ways that I could just give to those in need. Yeah. Wow. Very well said. You know, you, you're a very confident and positive person. Is that something you've kind of always had as well, even as a younger girl or did it kind of 
build over time or you know how how was how was that oh that's a good <laughs> question todd this, we can we can go multiple ways um yeah. <laughs> i i don't know a hundred percent i because so when i was i met my ex-husband when i was 20 and so i'm 35 now okay and the divorce stuff was more so last year it kind of started a little bit and almost two years ago was when things started to go downhill um and so it's kind of 20 the end of 2020 and then beginning of 2021 um I will say that my ex, um, we're on great terms. He's one of my best friends. Uh, he is the most positive, honest person I've ever met in my entire really? life. The He's just, he's a, he really is an amazing man. And I think that being around him for so many years taught me just to be positive and focus mm. on the positive. Okay. Um, and not only, not only that in terms of focusing on, on the positive, but it was, it, I saw how happy he was as an individual and it just rubbed off on me where it's like, I, I want to be happy. And throughout our entire marriage, we, we never had, let's just say like the trauma or yeah. the obstacles that I think a lot of marriages go through. We didn't yeah. have that because um, a, we, we never really struggled. We never struggled with money. Um, we never struggled, struggled in terms of like, arguments we had we we had in the beginning pretty good emotional intelligence that got better over time um and we just didn't have things that i think a lot of marriages do have and so as i would say from like 20 to let's just say 33 ish i didn't have junk like i think i went through (laughs) all of that like in my probably up until I was 20, that it was almost like, I already went through all of that. (laughs) Like you already, you know, let's just say we have 10 pieces of trauma that we go through in life. Like I already ticked off like seven of them (laughs) (laughs) before I was 20. (laughs) Right. You'd already been through a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So, so being in that relationship, that marriage, it it taught me a lot and something that I'm so grateful for. and, And I truly believe I'm the woman I am today also because of that. Yeah. Coming out of that, though, on the other side, it taught me to have a lot more empathy Mm. because I almost didn't find myself having as much empathy when I was in it for so many years because I didn't, I I didn't go through junk that that a lot of couples go through. And so coming out of it, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I, I, I feel for people even more so now. And I just want to be able to help and serve people. So have I always been positive? Probably not. I was a lot more pessimistic, let's say, you know, prior to 20. Prior to that, and then yeah. I learned to be positive. And then even coming out of the the divorce, um, I'm just like, it's it's almost like I'm still evolving into this next version of myself. Yeah, right. Like, I can't say I'm fully there, but I'm even more positive and more happy and and just more of the person I want to become because life is what we make it. It, it yeah, really is. For sure. And we can make it to be a bad one or a depressing one or, you know, something where we numb all the time because we just can't sit alone in our thoughts and our emotions. Or for me, at least, I've, I've chosen to be happy, to be positive, to right. look at life as a blessing and to look at these gifts and look like, gee, like how can I help other people and serve other people? And that's what gives me a lot of satisfaction. Well, I love that. Again, it goes back to what we were saying. It's how, like, what if, I mean, no one would wish a divorce on anybody, but had, what if you had to learn all that to just so you could understand empathy on a deeper yeah. level than you did before? Yeah. I mean, 
life happens for us. It happens for us. I mean, it's hard to see it when you're going through it, but you can look back and go, man, look what I learned, all these little lessons Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. have truly made me who I am today. And like you said, you're still evolving and growing and which is a beautiful yeah. thing. Well, and I was just talking to my ex about a week ago and um, we were talking about like how the divorce, in a, it, it's a blessing. Although it was terrible and painful to go through, not terrible yeah. in the sense where we were off, awful to each other. Right. We were never awful to each other in it, um, going through the divorce. But um, we had we were talking about like, wow, like how much we've grown even in the last year yeah. and how much more we understand people, how much more we have realized like what we really want in life because we kind of severed those ties, if you will. And now we are free to experience what we want to experience to be able to come that next version of ourselves. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Very cool. Thanks for sharing all that. You know, now let's kind of maybe just shift gears a little bit. You know, here you are this personal and, you know, company brand expert, um, how did you get involved with that and why did you decide to go into that kind of thing? You're also a speaker, you know, you do all these amazing things. So what got you involved in all that? It just evolved. <laughs> okay. Okay. It just evolved. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I've been in digital marketing for since around 2005, Okay. but not like deep in digital marketing back then. It's something that has evolved as my skill sets have evolved. And so I would say 2010, I got a lot more and that's when I really started to get more into branding. Okay. But then, um, I, let's see, I started, I went to start a company when I was in 2013, but I never fully launched it just because the capital investment that I was too scared to make in it. But not yeah. only that, um, the belief and the confidence in myself wasn't high enough at the time. Mm. And so, but I still learned a lot. That was a year and a half road that was, <laughs> that I learned a ton. Yeah. I also was doing that when I was in grad school. So I, um, I went, I did my MBA from 2012 to 2014. And then when, about the time I was finished with my MBA, we were, my ex and I were still living in Arizona at the time. And I was like, okay, I, I need a career where I it can be flexible yeah. so that I can still travel with my ex. Because, I mean, I've lived in hotels with him for six months, for nine right. weeks. Just That's just the life that we used to live. <laughs> he traveled a lot, and I yeah. supported him a lot yeah. in that. And so I was like, how can I create my own thing since I don't see that it exists and also have something that's flexible enough so that my marriage can be successful? Yeah. And so that's where I started to look at social media and I'm like, okay, I have marketing skills. I have branding skills. This is in, this was 2014 when, um, okay. influencers on Instagram started to become a thing. Yeah, I don't even right. think that they were called influencers yeah, I don't back think they then. Were, yeah. Um, but I started to see brand deals and brand sponsorships. And I was like, I can do this too. So then I got some brand deals and some sponsorships and all that just from posting on social media and all that fun stuff. Uh, And then um, as I started to grow my brand, my personal brand, people started to ask me how I was doing it. How do you do that? Yeah, exactly. And then so I started (laughs) to teach people, to coach people, to do all the things. And then um, throughout uh, pre-2014, I also started to learn like logo design and websites mm. and just social media marketing and all of like those skill sets. And as I started to realize that there was a need in the marketplace for this, I started to uh, create my own thing. And right. so then I started to build a team and then I was like, I'm on to something here. And then I created the agency. And then from there, literally each year, we have just expanded our capabilities. 
It's almost like the more I do with my personal brand, the more I then go and add it to our capabilities and then teach other people how to do it. So it literally has just evolved over time. And we've also been doing um, marketing. So high level marketing, like fractional CMO work and branding for companies, kind of more behind the scenes because a lot of times, well, most of the time, these personal brands that we're working with, they they also have company brands. Right. So then we help them with those too, because it's it's a very similar process. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how this started to evolve. And then I started to host events. I want to say my first event that I hosted was probably 2018. Okay. So started hosting events, and literally, the reason why I started hosting events was because the kind of events that I wanted, I. They, like they didn't exist they didn't or exist. if they did they weren't yeah. here local or I couldn't find them yeah. and I'm the type where I'm like hey if I want something I know I can't be the only person that has this need I need to like create it so that not only do I selfishly in a sense get a partake in it but then everyone else gets to come and enjoy it too and so that's what I started doing and then speaking the same thing um, <laughs> and especially say like workshop style like trainings I can just go and like teach people about branding and marketing wow. And then, um, and then Love being that. interviewed on podcasts and literally it's just, it's just evolved and it yeah. continues to evolve. Yeah. Well, and again, when you're really passionate about what you do, people want more of that. Mm-hmm. So you, that's when they go, Hey, will you come speak to our group? Will you come do this? All these doors start to open up, mm-hmm. right? Because again, you're a very passionate person about what you do. Mm-hmm. You can just tell by the way you're talking about <laughs> it. You kind of light up <laughs> right? a lot of energy behind those yeah. words, you know? And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just think too much about things. And I, I can, I can, I do this too, though. I'm, I'm really trying to get out of my own way in terms of, but I have to do this and I have to do this and this has to be perfect and this. And it's like, what if it's not perfect? Yeah. And what if I just execute? Hmm. And then what if people just like it? Yeah. And it always works out, Todd. Like it really yeah. does. Even if something is a failure, guess to me, failure and success are on the same path. Yeah. It's just oftentimes we hit those those speed bumps yep. for failure more so so we can evolve into the individual that we need to do to be able to become successful. And yeah. successful could be in multiple areas of life, right? For I'm not sure. just talking about business yeah, or, right. or financial um, success. It, it, it's all areas of life. Wow, that's beautiful, man. You've been featured in a lot of uh, magazines and you've been on shows. Like you said, you've been on podcasts and we're grateful to have you on mine today, uh, which is amazing. You know, you're on a mission. You want to help a million people, and probably a million companies build the, you know, build their brands and show. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a pretty lofty goal. Yeah. How's that coming? Ah, oh, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. I don't know when I'm going to hit it, but it, but it's it it's coming. I um, I think that most of society, or I, I will say all, we all need um hope in something. Yeah. Right. And this is for a lot of people where like religion comes into play because it gives people hope, um, that's outside of themselves. Yeah. And and I would say, and and Todd, you can, you know, correct me if you think differently or, or whatever it is, but most people, they, they don't know how to find hope within themselves oftentimes. Yes. And so it's just like, how, how can I create something that for myself that gives me hope? Right. And so yeah. being able to impact Love a million that. lives, it's um, it's gives me something to work for because yeah. I, I'm the type of person that if I become stagnant, I get bored. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then if yeah. I get bored, then I'm like, well, I don't feel like really doing anything. And so for me, like I love having projects on my plate. I love having goals. I love having a big yeah. vision because that's what grounds me. And on the days mm-hmm. where I don't feel like showing up 
or the days where I just want to lay in bed, right? right. Yeah. Um, when I know what my why is and what my purpose is and what my big vision for my life is, that's what keeps me going. Yeah. Wow. Hope. And yeah, you're right. I totally agree. A lot of my clients I deal with, they've lost hope in things and they, you know, they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. And I love that goal. I think that's a, it's a, a obviously a lofty goal, but man, I, I'm sure you'll do it. And it goes back when you were saying that it reminds me back when you were 15 saying, I'm going to change my life. You know, that was a lofty yeah. goal. Because yes. look, you should have been a statistic, mm-hmm. like you said. Mm-hmm. And here you are going, nope, I'm going to change my life. You didn't share that really with anyone. You just started putting in action. Mm-hmm. And boy, you went to school, you worked hard, you did whatever it took. No stu- student loans, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Have you written a book? You know what? Okay, I've started. I've started like two books, Todd. <laughs> okay, good. But here's the thing. Here's what I here here's what I do sometimes. Okay, is sometimes I have like I have probably ten different projects right now that I've started and I didn't uh-huh. finish. So I just yeah. messaged my assistant last week and I said, "Can you please make a list of the projects that I've started that we've started? Because I'll get the whole team involved and they'll yeah. start doing things. Yeah, and that we haven't executed. And I was like, because mm. we need to go back to the drawing board with some of those and actually right. execute. Yeah. on them. And so, um, two books, um, one is more, will be, well, my first one will most likely be more like building a personal brand, like, like building it in terms of building the brand itself, but then also growing and marketing the personal brand online. Mm-hmm. So that'll probably be my first one because it will be the easiest one to yeah, write. Sure. And it's one that people need. Yeah. Another one that I've started is, um, just about everything I've overcome in life. Yeah. The thing is, is, and here's what I have struggled with in the past. And, and I'll, before I didn't share a lot of my story because in a sense, like I didn't want to focus on the negative of my life. Sure, sure. Um, but n- not only because I didn't want to focus on that, but because it was a, it, it, I used to view vulnerability as a weakness. Hmm. And I think that's just what um, the corporate world has taught us, you know, especially working in like a man's world, if you will. Like, it's just like no emotions when it comes to business and no vulnerability and all the things. And, and something that I have really stepped into, I would say, especially over the last four or five years is sharing and being vulnerable because that's where my brand itself and just me as an individual, that's where I'm able to connect with people. Yeah. If I'm just acting like life is full of, you know, roses and sunshine and balloons, like that's not relatable to people. Right. People go through junk and when they're in the thick of it, they don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. And so for me, it's figuring out how do I want to position that book and write that book in a way that, it doesn't focus on the victim, but it focuses on the victor. Exactly. And so yeah. I have an idea. I just haven't fully massaged it yet yeah, to, no. to figure out what it's going to be. Well, yeah. I just, as I listen to your story here, I'm like, man, it would be an amazing book. It's like the hero's journey, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, going through all that adversity and then overcoming it and then maybe getting, again, then going through an, a divorce, which is a lot of people say it feels like going through a death, even if it was a good split even, and it was the right thing to do. It's still not it easy. It was tough. No. It's a tough deal, it right? It was the hardest thing I've done. I've got, had to go, go through yeah. in my life. Yeah, you know, I had a really famous ghost writer, and I can't, I probably won't mention the book that he wrote because I don't want to give that out, but uh, he said, he asked me once, he goes, Todd, do you do you want to leave a legacy? And I'm like, yeah, and he goes, he goes, how do you do that? And I'm like, you know, I did the usual answers. Oh, yeah, you, you do you, you do good things. You're good to people, that kind of thing. You're mm-hmm. good to your family, best whatever. 
He says, well, yeah, he goes, but yeah, when you pass away, that, that'll be forgotten eventually. It will, you know, your family probably won't forget you, but everyone else will. Yeah. He says, the way you leave a legacy is you write your story down. He says, because then a hundred years from now, someone will read it mm. and you'll save their life and you're that. not even here. And you're not I even thought, here. I thought, whoa. Yeah. So as I hear you, I mean, I'm not trying to tell you what to do here, but man, I'm like, wow, what a powerful story that people need to hear. And imagine some little girl who's 15 mm-hmm. reading your story a hundred years from now saying, man, if she can out overcome what she went through, so can I. And I'm going to go do my own company too, just like she did. Anyway. That, no, that would be amazing. <laughs> I love that. Well, something I, I've also been thinking about, about is how <laughs> oftentimes when you see people that start charities or yeah. in different areas of life that they give back it's often in the areas that they struggled with or that they had yeah. to overcome right, right yeah. so it's it's almost like how an alcohol addict yep. who has um who is now sober and has overcome that they go back and they teach others how to also overcome mm-hmm. that and so it's the same thing is yep. um in what areas can i um can i contribute or are there, you know, companies out there? And I'm not, and I'm not sure yet. So audience members, if you're listening to this and you have some good recommendations, feel free to send me a <laughs> message on social media. Sure. Um, when I was in high school, so I played a lot of sports. I, I didn't play like club sports because we didn't have the financial resources to put me in club sports, yeah. but I did play a lot of sports in like junior high and high school. And um, my freshman year, I played um, soccer on varsity. Oh, okay. And um, the the coach bought me my cleats. Man. Yes. And then there, um, this one of my teachers, his name's Mr. Anderson, love him to death. And mm. in fact, I we just emailed each other a couple of years ago. I, I need to email him again. Wow. What he did. So my dad died when I was 13. So actually, I wasn't in high school yet. My sisters were, though. Yeah. Um, he the when my after my dad passed so he passed away in july and um uh, almost 22 years ago now and so that thanksgiving he bought us um groceries to put thanksgiving dinner on the table wow for so my mom and, and us four kids and when i was in high school i had him once or twice um in high school as a, as a teacher he bought me my letterman's jacket oh man I, and so it's it's the, it's That's people amazing. like him that i'm yeah. like I don't even know if he realizes at this point, like the impact that he, that he has made. I don't know if I was the only student that he did things like this right, for. Yeah. I think he did something sweet for my sister too. I don't remember what it was though, but it was just like, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. I want to be able to give back to, to people in, in the same, like maybe, maybe it's not the same way, but in similar ways that, sure, yeah. that I was blessed growing up mm-hmm. and, and um, yeah, there are good people out there. Well, yeah, <laughs> there are. And you're one of them because I was, I watched a video clip of, um, what it's like working with you. <laughs> and you had, there's clients and people that know you personally were talking about you. And it was amazing. The Like, not only were you helping them build their personal brand, but every single one of them says, like, I wish I just had another project just so I could rub shoulders with her. <laughs> She's amazing, you know? And just, obviously you come across in such a wonderful way. You're great at what you do, but you're also giving you know, these people, they feel like you're a friend, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the feeling I got when I watched that video of you. It was yeah. amazing. And interestingly, <laughs> Todd, so before, I years ago, I used to approach business more like a transaction. Like, uh, be yeah. professional, don't get too... Yeah. Um, I'm going to say intimate, but I don't mean even mean intimate. Like it could be female or male, but don't like share, like don't become friends with them. Like keep that like line. Mm -hmm. And, but then I'm starting to realize like, 
I love working with my friends and I love when I work with, let's just say clients for that matter. And I become friends with them. Like, and then we just, we, we get to go and we get to go conquer the world together. Like it's not just me and it's not just them. It's like, let's all just link arms. Let's all connect each other and let's all just do this thing called life together. Like that sounds like way more fun than me trying to, (laughs) you know, go solo Rolo at this. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. You know, like I said, we a lot of people were talking about what it's like working with you. How would you answer that? What is it like working with you? Oh, goodness. <laughs> what is it like working with me? Um, I would I would say very like positive and uplifting. And mm-hmm. I try to make things a lot of fun right now. I'm in very much like a fun yeah. stage of my life. Like if it's not fun, I don't yeah. care in what area of right. my life, like I don't want to do don't it. Don't want to mess around with yeah. it. Yeah. And so I will say that, but also I'm very like detail oriented. I'm very much like I get things done. I make sure that the team gets things done. So in, in on one side I'm fun and happy and playful but on the other side like I'm like all right chop chop let's get this let's get this going let's get it (laughs) done right and so I I kind of bring both of those um facets to what I do yeah I love that yeah you know and again that's the way you come across that's I think it's the way you carry yourself and I think that's why I asked the question is you know have you always kind of been like that but again overcoming what you've been through um so what are your plans with this Obviously, you want to hit that goal, you know, helping a million people. What do you have other plans in mind that you could share with us, like other things you want to do? Or is this, have you found your wheelhouse and this is, you're going to stick with this for the next however long? I don't know if I'll stick with this forever. Mm-hmm. And not because I don't love it. Right. Just because, like, there's more to life to explore. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're involving and who knows, Yeah, right? but I will say like marketing, branding, that's definitely something that I really enjoy doing. So that may be something I do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, also like operations, like r- running companies, building startups. I just launched a um, real estate, a soft launch for a real estate company. Now it's very niche with real estate syndication and, and funds. Oh, right on. And so we just did a soft launch for that. We'll probably do a public launch and like a public launch party, uh, maybe the end of maybe Q3 of this year or okay. late, late Q2. Yeah. And um, we're building out a studio in Murray for that nice. so we're going to have a we're going to have a show that we're going to broadcast all over social really? and um yeah so it's like a hundred thousand dollar studio that's not the building itself that's just the just build the out build. of it yeah, yeah. wow that's and so, so cool. um so we have that coming up what else um Dang, building amazing. and growing other brands I, yeah. I i for certain will do that um hosting more events i may do i may launch a season of a podcast with one of my friends who's just she's just kicking button business too yeah, yeah. and so we might we may do a, a podcast or i may even do my own at some point write books i mean just host events yeah. i mean i i think what i'm doing right now i'm probably going to be doing at least for the next few years in the sure. same capacity that yeah. i'm doing it gotcha yeah the, there's opportunities everywhere yeah right? this could go anywhere you want it to go it really could the day, right and i'm open to it at this yeah. point i'm like i'm only 35 yeah <laughs> yeah, you're young. You've got so much you can still do. Absolutely. I have so much to do, so much to learn, and so much more fun to be had. So. Yes, yes, there you go. I love it. So what does a day look like for you? I mean, obviously you're busy with your career and everything, which is great. But what does a day look like for you? Like how do you keep yourself centered? What are, what, what are some of the things you do to kind of help you win the day? Oh, this is such a good question, Todd. Um, well, first of all, my 
my days vary. Okay. Um, my, I, I try to be a little bit more structured and have kind of more boundaries on myself, if you will, <laughs> at least yeah. Monday to Thursday right. where it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then gym and it's kind of more my me time weekends, not quite as much, Yeah. but I, I, I will say that, um, I'm also in a phase right now of my life where, um, I've never really like dated in my life. Like I went from the ex that had passed away to my ex-husband and now I get a date and I don't know, Todd, if you've dated, are you married, Todd? I'm married. Okay. Yeah, so. Did you ever date much? Uh, before the marriage, yes, but it's, I've been married a long time now, 30 years. So you probably don't even remember it now. Yeah, I don't even remember. I don't even know. If, if I had to now, I'd be like, uh, what do you do? I'd be <laughs> totally lost. <laughs> what do I say? Well, and so it's it takes up quite a bit of time. Yeah, I bet. Uh, yeah. And so it's, so I'm trying to learn to balance that, and I'll tell you about my, my weak stuff going on, but I'm going to tell you about a couple of sure. external factors Please. that are that are impacting my, my schedule right now. Okay. So dating, yes, but then also... Um, building and creating more friendships Hmm. Um, in my that's something that I never really focused on I mean throughout my whole like growing up we always played with cousins and family because we had so I had so much family I still do have so much family on my dad's side so and then in college I didn't really have time for friends because it was school and work right and then being married um, I we spent a lot of our weekends together because either my ex would go overseas for work for two months to eight months mm-hmm. at a time, or he'd work out of town. Or when we moved to Utah in 2015, he was gone every Monday to Thursday. So I only got to see him Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. And so if I didn't spend the weekends with him or with him and family, then I didn't get to see him for two weeks. Oh, okay. And so I yeah. never really focused a lot on friends. And so now I'm at that point in my life where I want more girlfriends yeah, and I sure. have them now, but yeah. I didn't have as many before. <laughs> like I had my shiny quarters that I yeah. really focused on, but they were lived out of state. So mm. we would do a lot of FaceTime dates yeah. and just a lot of <laughs> phone calls. And so now I have not only trying to date, but then also making time for girlfriends, like going out, going dancing, just whatever we end up doing. Yeah. And so now coming back to my, my work week in terms of um, like, do I have a schedule, if you will, um, what, what I typically do, at least at this point in my life is I make sure that I get about seven and a half to eight and a half hours of sleep. And then I get up and then sometimes I'll go to the gym in the morning or sometimes I'll go to the gym in the evening. It just kind of depends on what meetings I have or what's going on. And then, um, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of audio books. Um, I don't set my alarm at the same time every day. I don't necessarily read every day. I don't, I, 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 at, at this point, I'm not super strict on myself right. when it comes to okay. that. That's good. Um, but I do tend to be pretty high functioning in terms of I'm always learning and growing and things right. like that. Um, but the things that I do is I really try to take care of myself. So the weeks where I feel like I'm out of balance, right? Or, or I'm just not centered or um, I just... I need to reprioritize what's going on in my life because maybe I'm hanging out with my girlfriends too much, or maybe right. I'm just doing something too much. Um, and what, what I'll do then is often I'll, I'll do meditations. I'll sit down and I'll read. I journal, I do journal a couple times a week. I don't journal necessarily every day. Um, I will go for a hike 
And sometimes it's only a 45 minute hike. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go on a hike and I'll just sit there and enjoy the view. And it really helps me come back to center. So I don't necessarily do all the things to make myself feel centered that I had just mentioned before in terms of the right. self-care. Yeah. I do them more when... I feel like I need them. I feel like I'm very in tune with my body. So listening to yes, what your body's yes, telling yes. you. Yes, right. I feel like I'm okay. very in tune there. I love that. So when I get to the point where I'm like, something just doesn't feel right, or maybe I'm just not the clearest at making certain decisions because I need to reprioritize all the things that are going on in my life, that's when I come back and I really focus more on the self-care th things. But I don't necessarily do those things every day. I might do small little pieces of it, like take a bath right. or read or journal, but it's but it's not something that I really do every, every day. Uh, but then I also go through spurts where it's like, okay, Kalani, it's time to refocus now. And that's when I will really like hit it hard yeah. and do those things. So it really, I just, I just listen to what feels good because I feel like the more strict I am with myself and then I don't hit yeah. those, those goals that I have it. each day. Yeah. Guess what that does? It lowers your confidence. Yep. Every time you yeah. don't keep keep a commitment to yourself, it lowers your confidence. So for me and what works for me is I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with what feels good. Cause I know my big vision. I know where I'm going. And I, now I just need to make sure that all these small little things that I'm doing, whether it's daily or weekly line up to get me to where I ultimately want to go. Yeah. As you're saying this, I'm like, I wish I was like that. <laughs> what do you <laughs> I, do? Tom? I'm more of, I'm so, I mean, goes back to, so I was a, I was a drug addict, alcoholic for almost 10 years. Oh, been clean I didn't for 32. Know that. Wow. And I have this all or nothing mentality. I've had it since the day I was born. I'm still that way. And I, I need, I'm one that needs a little more structure. <laughs> I get up at a certain time every day. I do my morning routine, you know, I kind of, and, and if I find myself not doing that, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, oh, I feel God. like I'm out of sorts. But, uh, but as you, I mean, I, it's definitely more healthy the way you're talking about it, honestly, because I, I'm trying, I'm not so black and white anymore as I used to be. I'm getting better, but I still, <laughs> I still wrestle with that. But, uh, but yeah, my morning routine, I call it my morning meds. It's I have to have it. It's like, oh, I need what do, it. What do you do for your morning routine? Well, um, so like 10 things. Check, well, off, uh, check, well, check them off. <laughs> so I get up at 4 a.m. Wow. I um, get ready. I set my intent for the day the moment I pop out of bed. So whatever that may be. And I say it out loud. I go to the gym. Um, when I'm done at the gym, I shower, have my protein shake. And then I do it with this thing called my hour of power where I um, – I'll set my intent again. I, I've created a personal declaration statement that I read out loud. And then I imagine doing my personal declaration statement with just imagining it. And then I read from this book that you can see right here. It's called Mind is the Master by James Allen. And it's like three inches thick. <laughs> it's huge. Um, I, it's, think it's the, the I think that's the biggest book I've yeah. seen. It took me six years to read this thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And I'm Look going through it a second. I'm going through it a second time. And the highlighting, yes. And uh, anyway, so I'll read a half hour from that, and then I'll spend ten minutes in the silence after I'm done reading this. And I've got some meditation music that's going on, but then I shut everything off, including my phone, for ten minutes and just listen. And then um, I'll write a an appreciation letter to someone to give it away at the end of my hour of power. So I do that that's every my, day. I do well. I do that f four to five times a week. Oh wow! Consistently, I've been yes. doing that for. My mentor taught me this 30 plus years ago wow. and it took me a minute to get into the habit of doing it. But that's for me personally, it's been like a game changer. Yeah. Well, have you read the 5 a.m. club? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very similar. Yeah. And you know what? I read that and I was like, I'm going to do it. And for me, Todd, I, 
I am just like naturally driven yeah. where I get things done. And yeah. I might, so for me, I don't, I, I personally don't need like a schedule or right. a checklist to tell me to do these things. Like <laughs> right. I just yeah. do. Yeah. And then when I feel like I'm kind of out of whack or out of balance, then that's where I come back to center. Yeah. And that's just what I have learned that works for me. Yeah. Uh, like another example, um, I don't listen to a ton of music, but um, I there. this was maybe about mm, a month, maybe a month and a half ago. I was kind of having like a couple of down days. So I don't, I've never been one that struggles with depression. That doesn't mean I don't have like depressed days or down days. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, I've ne- but I've never really struggled with anxiety and depression or depression. And, um, but there, I was having a couple of down days about a month and a mm-hmm. half ago. And I just wanted to listen to music that was, that would almost, that was almost yeah. like, it's not that it was depressing music, but it kind of, it, it placated to my emotions. Mm. And, yes. and I, and I said, and I, and I, and I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? Um, I need to change my emotional state and in changing my emotional state, that's where I put on podcasts, like very inspiring podcasts, yeah. say like Ed Milet and some of sure, those, oh yeah. be- because I knew that those, even though I didn't really want to listen to them, I knew that if I just made myself listen to them for like an hour or an hour and a half, that it would start to change my emotional state. And it did. And it did. It worked. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, had I just start l- listen <laughs> to music and placated to that, it's like, maybe I would have had a down week. Yeah. Or multiple down Just days. Feeds it. Yeah, but I Music's was like, powerful. I, I was like, yeah. I can't. I'm not going to do that. I'm yeah. going to change my emotional state, and that's what I did. And so that just co- like comes back to like where I feel like I'm pretty in tune with my body yeah. and what I'm going through and and kind of what I need. And if I need to get back on track, then I make myself get back on track. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Very impressive. I think that's I love that. Change your emotional state, and we have the power to actually do that. We do. So those of you listening who maybe having a rough time, you know, you can actually change your emotional state, whether it's a good podcast, you know, positive, uplifting mm-hmm. music, a good book, that kind of thing. Yeah. Working out, going for a walk. I mean, we can do all kinds of things all to help helps. us in that, right? Yeah. Or even like some weeks, Todd, let's just say if I, if I feel like it's a down week too, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, I'll look at things and be like, okay, well, have I journaled lately? Have I meditated lately? Have I moved my body? That's a really, really big one that yeah. I noticed. Yeah. Um, and it could, it, I'm not even talking about going to the gym and doing a crazy workout. It could be just a 20 minute walk. Yeah. And all of those things, it ho- really helps me to change my emotional state. So yeah, for any of you that are listening, I would say if you're kind of going through a period where you're just, you're having, whether it's a depressed week or a down week, look at some of those things. Look at like, do you journal, get your thoughts out on paper for me. That really helped me. Let's just even say with the divorce stuff to really be able to process my emotions and, and understand them though, because oftentimes when we experience something in life, it could be little, but when we have an emotional reaction, it's, well, why did that happen? Or what caused that? And what can I do now? Not yeah. just sit in those emotions, but yeah, this happened to me, but now because of that, what do I get to go do? Yeah. And so Love there, it. there's ways that we can really, really, um, help like influence what we're thinking, what we're doing, like the, the stories that we're telling ourselves in our head, but we have to be conscious about it. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Great advice. One of the questions I usually ask towards the end is, if there's someone struggling listening to your voice right now, what would you tell them? And what you said was beautiful. Would you add anything to that, to that one person right now who is actually in that dark place and they're listening to your voice? 
you know, what would you add to what you just said? Because I agree with you with what you said. I think that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll share something right here, Todd. And I'm not sure. Now, this is adding to it in the sense. But um, think, think right now. When I was going through my divorce stuff last year, mm-hmm. and I don't have kids, right? So it's not like a lot of people when... Once they have kids, their why becomes their kids right. or their why becomes their family unit. And that's mm-hmm. why they work so hard for me. Yeah. I don't have kids. Yeah. Um, I had a dog for five months and I realized I needed to get rid of him um, to give him a better life. And being yeah. single and by myself, it was it was too much of a challenge to have such a high energy dog. Yeah. Um, but for me last year when I was going through my divorce and there were, you know, sometimes where I was like on the bathroom floor crying, like what in the world am I doing? Like why, why did I make this choice? And just all the things that come with divorce. And I, and I remember laying on the bathroom floor and I remember thinking like, why would I be given all this pain right now? Like why? Like, yeah. is, is there just some malicious person or an evil yeah, universe right. or, you know, whatever yeah. higher entity or deity that, you know, the listeners might believe in? Why would this? Like, is there really someone that nasty out there that wants me to suffer in pain? And for me, I really don't think that's the case. I think that, that the suffering is what teaches us some of the best lessons in life. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the the dark days we wouldn't appreciate the light days so mm, much i love that right like if the, if it wasn't for the rain we wouldn't have the rainbows to appreciate and so for me when i was laying there during during those hard times i'm like this can't be it yeah. this the, it, 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 this literally can't be it and so i um go, going through that divorce taught me that i'm here for a greater purpose than for myself and my own selfish desires and my own selfish wants. Because if I'm here just for those, then I'm just going to suffer. And wow. that, that, that can't be why we're here on earth. That, that can't be why we have this beautiful life. Right. And so for me, I'm like, you know what? No, like I'm here as a vessel to help other people. And so for those of you that are suffering right now, like truly ask yourself, do you really think there's a higher deity, a higher, you know, a higher power, a higher universe Mm -hmm. or something that would really like just want to see you suffer? Or are you going through these, these hard times so that you can become that next better version of yourself? Dang. Wow. That's powerful. (laughs) Powerful. Wow. You know, I love that advice and I think that's fantastic. You know, again, it, there's more. Th- it reminds me of the statement, the greater the darkness, the greater the light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of my clients I deal with are in some really dark, dark places. And that's why I'm glad that you just shared what you did, because I guarantee you there's some of them listening who are in a bad place yeah. that needed to hear those yeah. words. So thank you. And the bad place, it's like it doesn't have to be forever. Yeah. We can choose mm-hmm. to let it go on for, you know, weeks or months or years if we want, or we can choose otherwise. Yeah. We can say, Hey, this is happening for me. And now I get to choose what I'm going to do with this information or with this circumstance or this event in my life. And I get to choose what I'm going to do. Yeah. And with that choice, you as the listener, would you choose to be a victim of this or are you going to choose to be a victor of it? 
And I think everyone should yeah. choose to be a victor of it because we can then go on and like spread our message, yes. message and give back to other people and give back to people that may be suffering just like you were. Yeah. And we can help them to overcome it. Yeah. Coming from the girl who's 15 going through a hard time said, I'm changing my life. Wow. And I'm still trying to figure out and this you're thing still called figuring life. It out. But you're doing a pretty good job so far. And I know there's a lot to do, but uh, wow, you're amazing. Thank you for taking some time today to be on the show. And and I know you're a busy woman and to have you here in person means the world to me. And thank you for carving out some time because I understand how busy schedule, I'm busy mm-hmm. and it's hard to carve out some time. So thank you for being willing to do that for me. Yeah. Well, and thanks for having me, Todd. And thanks for yeah. the work that you're doing and the message that you're sharing because it's changing lives. Oh, thank you. If someone wants to reach out to you, they want to use your services, they want to know more about your company or they have a question to ask you, what would be the best way for them to find all your information? Oh, good. Okay, so I'm, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. It's under Kalani Michelle. So it's C-A-L-O-N is in Nancy I. C-A-L-O-N-I and then Michelle with two L's. So I'm on all <laughs> the platforms. The Probably the best platform to reach me if you want a faster response would be Instagram. But okay. I am on all the other, I'm okay. on the other platforms too though. <laughs> and then I have yeah. two websites. I have the, I have KalaniMichelle.com. Yes. And then the agency website is Brandstrom.co.com. Right, right. It's Brandstrom. Uh-huh. I said so like that wrong. Nordstrom. Hey, I said that uh, wrong in the beginning, didn't Todd, I? Yeah. See, so you lost some brownie points, Todd. I lost some brownie points. <laughs> dang it. I'm like, hello. You just said that. And uh, again, what did I tell you? I'm always screwing up on these things. But you know what? Life goes on. That, that's part of we life. We had a great conversation. <laughs> <Yes>. This is <laughs> this is amazing. Well, thank you so much. I, I really do admire what you do and the way you carry yourself. I I, we need more people like you, and I know that's why you're so successful. And like I said, so many people who have used your services end up just considering you a friend. And that that's really, I think, your real gift. Aww. It's Yes, you can do all the branding stuff. I think that comes second. I think the, the gift you have is connecting with people. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful. And people are beautiful. Yep. And I'm blessed that I get to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So cool. Well, hey, please reach out to Kalani and, and ask her a question. Check out her social medias and her, and go to her websites. Uh, she's an amazing person. If you have something, you an idea you wanted to brand and you want to get out there, talk to her and she can le- either help you or she'll lead you down the right path. And uh, so thank you, you know, for tuning in week after week and sharing this. If someone you know who's struggling, if you have a a, a sister or a brother or a cousin or whatever that's struggling, share this episode with them and this will uplift them. It'll give them, it'll give them hope as you so well described in your, in your story today. And uh, we all need that. Yes, we need some hope. So here's to hope. Cheers right? to hope. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for being here. Till next time.